In the last episode, I showed you how to update a Rails 2 application to Rails 3. It is this Rails cast site that we're updating. We got all the way to the point where it started successfully, but there's still a number of things that we need fixed and updated. So let's get started. Now you may recall back in that previous episode, we had to do a bit of a hack inside of our application config file by adding this returning method back in our object. Uh, we had to do this in order to get will paginate to work. However, since that episode was released, we do have a new version of will paginate available. It's actually pre-release that doesn't require us to do this hack. All you have to do is go into your gem file and under will paginate, um, just specify a version that's greater than 3.0 pre-2. And that's the latest pre-release version in uh, the gem cutter. So we can just use this version and then we don't have to add that little hack. And then after a quick bundle install to get the new version, uh, we can just start up our application again and everything should start successfully. However, everything isn't quite working yet. Um, I encourage you to just kind of browse around your application a little bit and look for obvious errors that need to be fixed before you start diving in and really getting all the specs and tests running. Uh, for example, if we go to an episode here, uh, we get an exception error saying that an uninitialized constant textalizer. Well, let's try to figure this one out. Now, Textalizer is a custom class I made for this application, and I just placed it inside the lib directory of my app. However, in Rails 3, the release candidate, it no longer automatically includes files inside the lib directory. It's not in the auto load path. So what we have to do to fix this is either manually require files in the lib directory or just add the lib directory to our load path. We can do either one inside of our application config file. Here I'll just add to the load path. There's a commented out config here for doing so. Um, just say to the auto loads, we'll just add our Rails root uh, lib directory into there. Now the core team is still trying to figure out the best way to handle loading uh, files in the lib directory. So this may change uh, at the final release of Rails 3. And then after reloading our application, we can try reloading this page. And we no longer get the textalizer error, but we now get a different error saying uninitialized constant app config. And this is something that I get set that gets set in a pre-initializer. So here's what my pre-initializer file looks like. You can see it's just under config directory called pre-initializer.rb. And that's where you would put things that you want to load before the rest of your application. And as you can see here, I'm just loading a custom config YAML file. But this is no longer supported in Rails 3. You can no longer use the pre-initializer file like this. Instead, you must move this into the application config file. And the place we put the pre-initializer inside of the application config is right before this Rails all require line. So uh, we just paste this in here. And we will need to adjust this a little bit, though, because what we're doing is calling rails.root, but this is not available at this point before you call rails all. So we will need to change this so that um, we're basically, I'll just copy and paste this code. So we're just accessing our app um, config.yaml file through a path that's relative to this file so that we don't have to use rails.root. So if we reload our application now with the new pre-initializer code, you can see that it now starts up. We're able to access a specific episode page. Um, however, things don't look quite right. Uh, we don't have our sidebar content and um, our text is being you know, escaped in HTML here where we don't want it escaped. So we need to do a few more minor adjustments, but I encourage you just through the first sweep 
just look for places in your application that are just breaking entirely. Just explore a few pages and um, see if you get any exceptions raised. And we'll um, go through again and find all the places in the view that really need adjustments such as this part right here. Now you can see if we run rake, rails upgrade check, that there's still going to be a lot of things listed here that need to be upgraded. But most of these changes here are just deprecated changes, which means it will still work the same way it does in Rails 2. Uh, it was just deprecated. So you are encouraged to upgrade to the Rails 3 way of doing things, but it's not required to get our application just up and running right now. So before we get to actually fixing these things, I highly recommend to get your test suite up and running first, so that way as you're changing these things, you know you aren't breaking something. Now in order to get our tests up and running, we'll need to add the necessary gems to our gem file. So we don't want to include these gems in production, so we'll just use a group here to specify which environment we want these to load under, such as our test environment. Now however, the uh, gems which include rake tasks, such as RSpec, they'll also need to be included in the development environment so that your rake tasks work. Uh, so we'll do that as well. Now for this application, I'm using Mocha, so I'll include that. And I'm also using RSpec, so I'll do RSpec Rails. And the version we need for Rails 3 is um, 2.0.0.pre, or actually it's called beta. I think 19 is the version. And then for uh, Factory Girl, we can in include Factory Girl. And there's actually a Factory Girl Rails gem, which we need to use for Rails 3. And so those are the three gems I'm using for testing. Now in order to get RSpec up and running here, we need to run the RSpec install generator. Uh, now this will just replace all the RSpec files, so you might want to back them up before you choose to replace them. Um, there is that spec helper file, which are, you most likely have adjusted, so you might want to back that up. There's just a couple config options that I need to change there, so I'm just going to replace it. So here's what that generated spec helper file looks like. So we'll need to just readjust it to fit our config for our application. Here I'm using Mocha instead of RSpec for mocking, so I'll just use that. And the only other config option I have here is some custom controller macros I have. So as you can see in my spec directory here, I have a controller macros file which just have some custom macros. Uh, notice if you place this inside a support directory, it'll automatically be included. So let's just do that by making a new uh, directory here making a new folder called support, and then we can just move this into there. There we go. And then to actually include it into our spec, we just have to call config.include and then point it to our controller macros. Um, just pass that module in, which is inside that file, and then they'll be available to everything. Now let's give this a try. Let's just run rake spec and let's just hope all of our tests pass. That would be a miracle if they all do. Uh, we will get a lot of deprecation warnings, but right now we're just looking for tests which fail. And so it looks like we did get an error here. If we just scroll up, we can see uh, undefined method integrate views. So uh, whenever you get error messages like this that you aren't really sure what to do, just Google it and you'll probably find the solution. In this case, it's an easy fix. The integrate views method has just been changed to render views, so you'll just need to change that wherever you call it. So now if we try running our specs again, you can see we do get a lot of deprecation warnings, but for now we'll just ignore those and look for the failure. So it looks like a lot of our tests are actually passing with all those green dots, and just four tests actually failed, and they all have to do with the same thing, which is this have tag match or should have tag. So it looks like this is no longer available. 
Again, Google comes to the rescue here, and I just found out that HaveTag, the matcher, really is no longer available, but there is a matcher called HaveSelector that is basically the same thing. It just checks the CSS selector and ensures that tag exists. Uh, this is provided by WebRat, but it's automatically included as a dependency with our spec rails, so that's all we need to do. Uh, there is a, some minor differences with this have selector method though, which is the uh, text option is content instead. So you'll just need to adjust for the differences. So now when we run our tests again, we get our same deprecation warnings, but we just want to focus on our tests that are failing here. And so far it looks like they're all passing. And they all pass, so that's great news. Now we're in a situation where we can really change our code and finish the upgrade process without being so concerned about breaking something. So now's a good time to go through the rake rails upgrade check command and just go down the list. And this will help us whittle down those deprecation warnings that we saw. So the first thing here on the list is the soon to be deprecated active record calls. So find all and find first, as well as a hash of conditions and joins options. Uh, those need to be just changed to use the method calls. So what we're looking here for is lines like this, the old find all query syntax, along with a conditions hash and so on. And we can use the new active record syntax called with just the where method to do conditions. And um, I covered this in detail in episode number 202, so check that out. Now with all of those fixed, we can move on to name scopes. This has just been changed to scope. So just go through all your models and look for the name scopes calls, uh, rename it to scope, and also change the arguments so you're using the new Rails 3 syntax here. There we go. By the way, as you're going through fixing these things, it's a good idea to continually run your tests in the background so you know you're not breaking something with each change. So next, going down our list once we fix our name scopes, is routing. Now, I believe the Rails Upgrade plugin does provide a rake task for helping uh, translate the old route file, but uh, I prefer to do it manually because it gives me a chance to really clean things up. So here's what our old routes look like. Uh, I covered the new syntax in detail in episode number 203, so I won't go over them here. Uh, I'll just paste in the new code here for what the new routes might look like. And it's generally going to be longer, the file will be, but I think it is quite a bit cleaner here. And now for the final thing in the upgrade list here is the ERB helpers. When there's a blog in the view, sometimes you need to add an equal sign there when it's outputting content. So what you'll want to look for is places like right here where we have a call to form tag, and this form tag is going to insert content around what we're placing inside the block here. It's going to insert form tags. So for this, we do need to add an equal sign here to that call. Now you really want to be careful here because you don't want to add an equal sign to every single block in the view, even though the Rails upgrade plugin check actually tells you to, because it just does a primitive check for looking for all blocks and views. For example, here where we're looping through uh, a hash here, we don't want to add an equal sign here because this is not inserting tags around this. So I go into detail in episode number 208 if you want to get more information on that. So as you can see, even though I fixed all the right places in this application, the Rails upgrade check still lists several files that need to be changed for the ERB helper calls. That is really just a false report because it's just searching for all blocks and all views. You don't want to change all of them, just the ones uh, that are outputting content such as form tag, form 4, div 4, content tag, and so on. Now if you're ever not sure if you should include the equal sign, uh, I suggest just leaving it off and then looking for deprecation warnings either inside your tests or just in the development log. Uh, that way it will know for sure that it needs an equal sign. 
Okay, so now that we're done with that Rails Upgrade plugin, we can just remove it with Rails Plugin Remove and then Rails Upgrade. All right, so we've made a lot of progress so far in this upgrade. We have all of our specs passing, and a lot of the app has been upgraded to Rails 3 thanks to the Rails Upgrade plugin. Now, we still need to focus on the view layer here and get things looking properly when you actually visit the application. Uh, we're going to tackle this in the next episode because there's still quite a bit left to do. We need to fix some escaping, our sidebars and showing up for some reason, and even some JavaScript uh, might not function properly.